What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your podcast about movies that have been rebooted, remade, sequelized, basically that have come out time and time again, keep telling the same stories, and are otherwise not the first time we've seen it. As always, I'm your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And this week, we are uh, really just speeding through phase four of the MCU in many ways. Uh, Once upon a time, we A, would have seen this movie, I think, two years ago on a, in a different multiverse, in a different world. And I, I think we only have one more in phase four with Wakanda Forever. So really, we pretty much got phase four smushed into a year and a half. Yeah. A <laughs> little, bit, little bit of whiplash. We both are glad Marvel is back. I know some people are a little like, okay, but, you know, we got we to gotta squeeze all that toothpaste out of the tube before we can start again. And we have been backed up. So it is time for the fourth Thor movie, the first MCU character to get a fourth movie, Love and Thunder. It's a pretty crazy thing because I for a very long time was like, everybody's going to get a trilogy and then in Endgame they will be done and then we will just, that is the cycle that we will go on until eternity. Right. Chris is very Uh, much like, I will keep doing this to the wheels fall. (laughs) And then, you know, I forgot that in Hollywood, if you make money, you don't get to stop. <laughs> if there's one thing the South Park creators have taught us, if you make something that somebody likes, multiple streaming services will make you do the same show in different specific ways so that they can each have pieces of your content. Yeah. And it is perplexing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's dive in. What did, you, what did you think? We haven't seen Thor since 2019. It's been a long time. Yeah. And one of the OG, one of the OGs. Um, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Like I, I need to preface this, that I am a, uh, a, a romantic at heart. I do love good old love story from time to time. Um, and this movie is that perfect sort of synergy between being the outlandish stuff that you got in Ragnarok um, with the some some love notes and 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 uh heartfelt strings that i think this movie does a lot better job i look i like ragnarok but i do i will say that ragnarok my issue with ragnarok is that when serious things happen they did not always let it breathe and live in that seriousness whereas i feel like lord love and thunder does a much better job of taking those serious moments and taking this bit of a, a moment to breathe in them sit in them for a minute and then move on to the next thing and i and i and i just that resonated with me the love story i think jane bringing her back and kind of even having a retrospective in history of sort of what happened to catch them up that that resonated with me fully and I kind of was like ah maybe because I'm older I kind of sat there like ah I can relate to this being that like what if what about that person that's no longer with us and what are they doing right now and kind of being in that I thought Christian Bale was phenomenal I do I will say this um there are two major issues that I have with the film uh for the first time ever I was surprised that a shorter running time, I felt it. I wish it was a bit longer, which I never thought I would kind of say with the Marvel films, but I think there's about 15 to 20 minutes that I feel like they could have spent more either on Jane or on Gore that would have kind of fleshed this film out completely. I feel like something's got a little bit rushed in places because they they truncated the, the running time for some odd reason. Um, and the other thing that really bothered me, and it I thought I was going to not like this film. The first act of this, no, I won't say the first act of this film. The very opening of this film works for me. 
when we get to when we first meet Thor in this movie and he's with the Guardians, I thought if this movie stays like this and goes at this speed for the rest of this film, I am going to absolutely hate this movie because it was doing comedy that for me was very much reminiscent of Ragnarok, but did not always land. Um, and I was like, I, this is what we're doing this entire time. I am out. And then it once it went to Jane and it kind of st- took moments to breathe and slow down a little bit. I was like, okay, now I'm back on and you've got me back on. Um, outside of those two things, I thought overall, this was uh, one of my favorite times of spending with Thor outside of the in-game Infinity War stuff that I think uh, fleshed out a character and gave a great heartbeat and, and, and love story to two of the OG characters of the MCU. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I also was just ear to ear grinning this entire time. Uh, I was loud in the theater. I was excited. I think I really liked the opening of this movie partially because uh, it surprised everybody in surprised a very in a very specific way in that, um, as I'm sure anybody who's been to an AMC in the last 12 months is aware, Nicole Kidman now gives us a little fairy tale intro. I don't, I don't know I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what it's like outside of the Los Angeles County <laughs> area, but we are now at a point that this people are quoting it. Yeah. People are yelling. People mm-hmm. are clapping. It has become the Rocky Horror Picture Show of the pre movie. <laughs> and I was amazed that everyone was having their little conversations. And then, like, all of us collectively realized the movie had started because it's such a slower. I don't know. It's they, I believe it's, the first shot is just a close-up of the sand. It's and it's like, quiet. Yeah. And it's very quiet. We don't go in with this big wave of music and the Marvel theme and the flipping of the pages. We, we're just sort of entering you into this bombastic place. And then right off the bat, I think that whole intro sort of shows you how this movie is going to be. It's going to have these serious moments juxtaposed with this bright colorful flower creatures praising gods and i was like this is how it is we're, we're getting into a lot of awesome stuff and i think thematically as the mcu has grown a lot of those themes connect to what's happening and i know right now there's not a, like a big roadmap we don't know where it's going but i think we're almost now connecting these movies thematically and connecting mm-hmm. to the characters in an arc and you're right the directing is is full taika watiti huge comedy and i agree every moment we were doing things talking to the hammer i thought i was gonna hate and i ended up being fine with it yeah it was fine maybe it. brought it down a little bit yeah the these screaming goats i should have hated this I laughed every time they were on camera. Yeah. I don't know if I was just ready to have a good time, if I was just tired and ready to be in a theater and laugh with an audience, but whatever. They should not work. And for me, I did. I was like, oh, I, I, did, I did these. Even these very like spatial jokes where the ship crashes on the planet because it's smaller. And a part of me was like, okay, that is like straight out of a Rick and Morty episode. Like that, they've done that specific joke, but whatever it made me laugh it surprised us um all the black and white stuff was so cool the third act of this movie is brilliant it's fantastic and that black and white stuff is just stunning to look at it's visually some of the best stuff i think the mcu ever done it's gorgeous to look at and i really liked everything we did with thor's character and i think part of that is just a a very weird relatability this idea of stories and myths that was sort of woven into the movie 
we sort of kept almost too many times being like, let me tell you the story of Thor. Let me tell you the story of Jane. Let me tell you, but in a weird way, that's how gods, especially Norse and Greek mythology have permeated. And I was like, oh, I sort of like that we're almost showing the importance of remembering and less, and, and at the same time, the problem with worship that we're, we're exploring why we should remember and be inspired by these people. And at the same time being like, but here's the story of Gore and an example of why putting all of your eggs in their basket is bad. It's a, it, they, they touch on it and it's a pretty, it's throughout the entire film because Gore meets his hero and it, it's like, oh crap. Um, but same way with Thor meeting his hero with and meeting Zeus. It's it's definitely a moment where this film does a pretty throughout the entire thing concept of like, what if you didn't put all your praise and worship into gods? How about you don't? Because they're going to fail you. Um, they are just as fallible and just as regular people as we always do. But if you do put them in, this is sort of the the egg, the basket that you sort of end up in if you if you do. Um, and I think that's a fascinating thing to play in, and something that is as all not all over the place as is uh, hyper comedy as this is. It's a really deep conceit to sort of play with as we go along with this movie. In addition it, to all the Jane stuff. And it worked well, yeah, and it, it goes in very well with the Jane stuff because you do mm-hmm. sort of start getting into the dangers of idolatry. And I think you know. If you haven't have your Ten Commandments present, you know that that like the second one is like nothing else over me. Yeah. Um, which you know take all that structure out of it, but we do live in a very where people are mixing idolatry and government, and we're everyone's maybe even in the film industry loving some of these movies a little bit too much. We mm-hmm. have a lot of heroes we don't need anymore like i one of my favorite songs is by churches and one of the lines is let's like we don't let's kill our heroes with a thousand cuts because we don't we don't need them anymore right we're good and it is that weird kind of moment of like we tell these stories and the importance and the reverence of it and then you get to zeus and you get to your god and it's like oh there was kind of a lot of stuff we cut out of that uh hmm yeah he's just kind of into having fun all the time and being this dumb, this bombastic. He he would trap. He would want an audience, but he was like he only wanted an audience for what he wanted to do. And if he if you needed help, he didn't really care about that. <laughs> and and that that kind of idea worked really well for me. And I I'm with you. I would have liked ten or twenty extra minutes of both Thor and Jane, and maybe five more minutes with Zeus to really dig into some of the meteor parts. Cause mm-hmm. what I did like, and I don't really love comparing or ranking and I don't know where it really fits. It's probably right with Ragnarok and it'll change like, my, do I want to see the Hulk or do I want to see Thor, or Jane, right. whatever we want to like. Uh, and that'll be the deciding factor. What mood am I in? But I really liked, we stayed in the weight. We didn't make everything a punchline mm-hmm. like everything else. And we, even compared to Multiverse of Madness, we sort of slowed down the movie to have Thor and Jane talk in the hospital and Thor have these like deeper, still sillier, but like serious conversations with the Guardians and all of these other 
moments. I think for people like your, you and I who love Scrubs, we love those moments where humor and pain sort of interact and kind of are, are on the same page. And that's hard for some people to do because it's not been done well or has not been done often in quite some time. Taika with Jojo Rabbit sort of nailed it there. And I think he's sort of bringing a little bit of that here too. But it, I love that like that because that's, for me, that feels more real than all, everything being super serious or everything being super humorous. Yeah, when you have somebody going through cancer or somebody on their deathbed, sometimes jokes do come up because that's the way that you can kind of get out of that situation or you can kind of like deal with that situation. So like, I, I have to bring some type of humor in or I'll go mad if I don't. And I do think people struggle with that because it on base level feels disingenuous. These aren't things we're supposed to laugh about, but everybody is like, oh, I laugh at funerals. I, I don't know. Right. It's like, yeah, there's... There's silliness in tragedy and even mm -hmm. in like, even if, and they, they do it very well with like Jane in the hospital, uh, stage four cancer. That's the last one. That's the last one we know about. And I'm like, right. that's, a, that's, that's a very good joke because it's both funny because science and medicine are always evolving and changing. Right. But it is also a very like, where's the hope joke? Like there right. is some subtext I, there, like just, she's not giving up yet. Right. Am I just supposed to just call it a day? Like is that is that saying that this is it? Is doesn't there's nothing else that I can kind of live for? I I I dig that. And as somebody who's actually dealt with people in cancer, like you do have those moments that are kind of like, all right, let's just let's just joke it out. Like you, what else can you throw on me right now? What's like, left? I, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. I do it all the time when I'm not on like I just <laughs> I have to do it, man. Otherwise, otherwise it wins. You will go mad and you will you gotta take, succumb you gotta take to the it. piss out of it a right. little bit. Um, but, and I really liked that through line with Jane's whole story of the leaving the science behind and finding the hammer. And it was so small, but I loved Thor's like, Neil, Neil, you must always take care of Jane. And then it starts coming together and I was like, great. It's small, yep. but it works for works. me. He yep. accidentally enchanted his hammer awesome and i i loved exactly what they pulled from the comics of like the hammer is it this is keeping her alive but it's also and causing it's, her more and pain. it's also causing her yeah so yeah it's a very awesome a, a new way of playing with gods and humanity and heroes that we i don't think we'd ever really done in movies or in comics before then i'm just like this thing I'm sure we have somewhere. Use it five times and it'll knock you out, whatever. Right. But this is a very unique and personal take on it. Uh, but I also loved in the final fight with her and Gore, the juxtaposition of it's the same. My sword is corrupting me. The hammer is corrupting you. And the gods don't care. They're not right. going to stop this. But also you probably won't either. Like it, Mm -hmm. And it's a very awesome thing that I, I can't remember what quote it is and who said it, but somebody was like, the thing you have to remember about superheroes and their stories is they're not there to save the, like the little things. Like there's, even if you live in a city with Superman, there's some stuff you got to go do yourself. Right. But it was such a good way of showing the extreme positive of belief and trust in the gods and the extreme other side of well she mm -hmm. believed and it helped her and it worked but it is 
it is still costing her the rest of her identity and she Correct. is lost in it now. Yeah. How and do I, you really want to live? And I like again, I love the whole like she Thor is telling her, like, don't come back out here. I will do this by myself. I'm, I'm gonna be fine. And she sort of has been connected to him so much that she feels that he oh, he's taking a loss. I need to get back out there, be damned of how it affects me. And she chooses, she makes that choice then to be like, Hello, high water, I'm gonna go save the person that I love. Um and it works in those people, because this movie is not telling you to not believe in gods, it's not telling you to believe in gods, but it's giving you the sort of the, the viewpoint of people who do both. And I love that um, in that she does go sacrifice herself in the belief that she's kind of going with the gods. And she winds up, what for better or worse, she ends up in heaven. Like that, the, if you say through all the post credits, she's, she goes to Valhalla. And you're kind of like, oh yeah, that makes that that actually works because there are people who that is their belief that like hey if i do what i'm supposed to do here if i do everything if i believe then i will end up there well we also like you know we are we're using mythology but there is a lot of like parallels to religion especially i could talk about religion becoming mythology but for yes. hours and i won't <laughs> uh but i i love when you get into the high hyper specificity of some of the beliefs and it makes for great comedy like when he finds sif and just let me die here thor i will yes. die a warrior's death and be in valhalla oh sif i, I have terrible you. news you have to die with your weapon your arm might be in valhalla <laughs> and i was like that's awesome because it is in nordic belief of like right. it's very you, specific and they usually use it in stories about revenge. If somebody mm -hmm. betrayed you and then dies or you kill your enemy, are you going to grant them to Valhalla by make, giving them their weapon while they die? Or are right. you gonna deny them that? Which is yeah. normally like how they play that. But this was like, oh, this is great. It's, it's <laughs> not that, I don't know what to tell you, Sim. <laughs> um, so I like, I loved all of that. These big, the more, the deeper we get, uh the more color and, and vibrancy and like mm -hmm. who cares of it all that i sort of dig where it's like man i loved blade and i loved x-men but i just keep thinking of that original x-men joke of what do you want yellow spandex and now the answer is yes yeah like go, i do go big go we home. don't need I to do it this way anymore yeah i love these colors we have not spoken because i i the character that i obviously i love the thor and jane and, and and gore but the the sort of fourth person on the board was valkyrie and i loved everything that tessa was doing in this movie like i love that character so much the point that i always just keep thinking about and it's such a subtle it feels like a throwaway line but when gore is uh i'm not gore when um kirk when it, when he's just a face and they're talking about oh they're gonna have such cute cute kids like i can't wait till they have kids and she's like and she basically throws a line away that says that yeah but that's not that's not going to be for them because she knows what's happening with jane i was like that might be one of the best line reads i've ever i've ever seen and I oh yeah just she, hit me in the it hit me in the throat i was like oh she crushed crap. it yeah and they really you know that we spent so long i feel like for years being like the mcu doesn't kill enough it doesn't kill enough it doesn't kill enough man i was scared we were about to kill off tessa i was real worried i was like please uh, no please god no <laughs> And I mean, there's still, you know, a big death in the movie that also I was like, whoa, we yeah. got there. Like, I thought we were about to do another like Passing the Torch story. I did no? too. They're like, not today. Whoa. I mean, what a like way to get ahead of me where I was like, ah, I know what we're doing. And yeah, then I was like, like, I did not, I don't know what we're doing. Like, oh my, uh, I did not see that coming. And then they were like, and I like finite. not knowing what we're doing. I don't need a big Comic Con panel telling me where we're going. I, I like yeah. the, I like what the mystery. I do too. Um, but yeah, Tessa was awesome. I'm, I loved her being bored. 
all the like the king stuff she has to do. She's a warrior, and like yeah, now made her a corporate a corporate man. Or corporate I love woman. the yeah. I love the arc. That's the other thing that shouldn't have worked for me, but did. I really thought I was going to hate the giving the kids the power, but I was like, no, this is fun. I don't care. It's fun. Yeah, because uh, I, I I love I love it because in that moment Thor is still being Thor because he's like. But just for a little bit, not 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 no, all. Hold on. Just no, that would have been bad. That would have been very bad. <laughs> I'm glad he did that. I was like, yes, that was smart, Thor. That was, you don't want to just go giving around Give God powers. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, really liked Heimdall's son. I know I, I, I know a handful of people who are like, oh, he just has this kid. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, I like, didn't spend we, much time with him. We, Why not? Like, we spent so much time away from Heimdall. Yeah, of course. Like, it's Idris Elba. He's going to have a kid because he's banging. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, "Have you seen?" <laughs> You're telling me that there weren't multiple. <laughs> but I was like, there's, there's probably about five more of them. There's somewhere. no way there's not like a black dynamite situation. Where it's like, you know, my dad said, my mom said, my dad's Heimdall too. Well, yeah, a lot of people, you know, they can all see me the way I can see them. So that is um, exactly. <laughs> fantastic. I loved the action. Every time we broke that hammer and brought it back, I loved it. I also I, sort of loved this weird idea that like the weapon kind of helps you out. Cause at first I was like, Oh, James doing, and everyone's doing a lot of fighting with a lot. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's just the power of Thor. She doesn't. I, I loved her fight, her fighting mechanism, like the whole shattering of the hammer. Oh, every it time like, we did it. And, then we, and this is what like, sometimes people have complaints about things and I'm like, yeah, sure. Fine. Not every single thing worked to the movie, but a sword broke. And a broken hammer absorbed all of those pieces and fused itself together and then destroyed itself in the sword. <laughs> and that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, people were like, fantastic. I had problems with Obi-Wan. I was like, yes, sure, fine. But then he used the butt of his lightsaber to break his chest piece and cut his skull open. So what? I'm, that's all I want. Thank you. I'm sorry your dialogue was a little clunky. He shattered glass and flooded a place with the force. I don't know what are we talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I can get real film school about it, but sometimes they swing the hammer, and I go, "Yay!" Yay. Like, yeah. no, you know how many uh, times in this movie he whipped that giant axe, and just a small part of my brain was like, "Yeah." We have to talk about the gore of it because it sort of plays a part of what we're going to what happens for Thor in the future. But I like the the opening of gore and like how his whole pro- prospect is—he's not really a bad person. He's just like his belief in the gods changed, and then he was sort of corrupted. And I love he did this all for the love of his daughter. Like as a person who's older, I don't have kids, but as a person who's older and kind of like wants to have families like that, that meant a lot to me. I was like sitting there like, oh, this guy is doing this all for the love of this kid. So then at the end, when he is on his sort of like last straw in his deathbed, he looks over to Thor and he kind of like, can you look after her? Like after all the stuff that they have gone through, like he's like, I've made your life hell for the last like, like week. Can you look after? And Thor just gives that nod. He doesn't say yes or no. He's just kind of like, I got you. Like, gives you the nod. I was like, I got you. And I was well, like, and is that, that is amazing. And is it not the best way of being like, this guy's whole thing was the gods suck? And it's like, mm-hmm. if Thor hadn't done that, like, he just proves him wrong in the last moment. Right. And you just leave that kid there, just like, screw you, kid. I'm out. Yeah. And, and I'm in pain because I just lost the love of my life. Yeah. And look, we got Daryl back, his old roommate. He's around giving tours. Loved that. Now, I will say, if I'm going to get a little nitpicky, and it's not even bad, but a part of me is like, we're probably going to get Thor 5. Mm-hmm. We all saw the post credit scene with um, Hercules. Hercules. Great. 
I owe no. somebody money, but I'm hoping that my friend doesn't remember a bet we made in 2011 <laughs> when they were like, when do you think we'll get to the Greek mythology? And I said, we're not ever. How could that, are you insane? And here we are. <laughs> we'll be lucky if this Avengers movie they're talking about works. So that's funny <laughs> that 22 year old late, 21. I don't know how old I was. Um, he didn't know, but <laughs> Daryl having him back was fantastic. That yeah. was all great. But I was like, okay, cool. We did the duology. That's a trilogy with two, right? Just the duo, dual, mm-hmm. yeah, duology of, I don't know what you want to call it, regular Thor, warrior Thor. Warrior Thor, yeah. We've now done two Taika Waititi Thors, and I'm like, okay, let's change it up on five. Mm-hmm. And I don't even mean I'm like, a, I'm over Taika because I'm not. I'm here for Our Flag Means Death, and I'm here for Next Goal Wins, and I'm here for whatever else that man wants to give me with the spoons. Yeah, I'm it's putting my veins, yeah. It's great, yeah, let's keep going. But I just love that beat. Of, of Zeus being like they used to fear us when did we become the joke and a part of me was like for all the people out there who were like they made Zeus a joke I'm like right that's what he says at that's the what end. he tells you yeah it's like and, they're look they're looking up to superheroes now and that and, used to be us and have you not noticed that these movies are getting sillier and sillier is this not maybe Kevin and Taika's kind of going hey we're done you all, yeah. it's about to get more serious. And I was like, that's another just great side of the, the laziness of the gods that like Greek mythology even talks about. Zeus is an asshole and Odin's an asshole. And they mm-hmm. eventually got lazy and complacent and, and were done. That was their downfall. Correct. Uh, so I'm like, great. I'm all here for that. Let's all try a little bit of media literacy and try to think a little fourth dimensionally. Yeah. We all heard Doc say it to Marty. It's great advice. Um, <laughs> And I loved, I loved all that, Daryl back, but I don't need to do some of these same jokes a third time. Like we're kind of getting Austin Powersy, where like by gold member, I'm going to be like, okay, guys, right, the play, we you're did the, the small the play. Hits. Yeah. And then we did a, like, a, like a three minute long play. I'm done with the plays. Mm-hmm. It was great. And Ragnarok. Even in this yeah, one, I, I was forgot. like, that's another scene that I did not need to have in this. Movie. I, you know, it was fine. I liked it, but I, there was a part of me that was like, okay, I can use this time. I, I got it elsewhere. Yeah. Um, like, cause it's funny. The scene itself, I did not like, but the button they sort of have when all hell sort of breaking loose and they come in and like, do you want us to do it? We need to art now more than That ever. worked because it felt different than just doing the play part again. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but and even, I like even stuff with Korg. I mean, a part of me was like, you know, I loved when we broke him and it was his face because a part of me was like, oh, is he about to become Namir from yeah, like, God of yeah. War and Norse mythology? Is he about right. to be the head? Right. And then we gave him his body, and I was like, ah, oh, it's yeah. kind of that would have been a fun, weird thing. But you know, I have some things we did do a lot of. Let me tell you the story of. Let me tell you the story of. But for me, there was never really a moment of like why are these other stories that we're not telling not working? Why were mm-hmm. the other God stories not, can, like, we almost have to tell the story, like, it almost should have at the end been Thor being like, look, we should keep telling the story of the gods and the heroes. I think but let's probably, not shy away from... I think it might have worked slightly better had Thor been telling the story to what now is Thunder, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like he was telling it to his now uh, his daughter, if you will. Um, that would have made probably made that all come full circle and work a little bit better. Um, in that, 
Because the only the only story that I really loved was the story of when he talked about Jane Thor in the past, like what broke them up. That worked. I would have I would have also liked one for Gore. I don't think we did a like. Let me tell you the story of the God Butcher. Yeah. I was like, I would have liked a like that would have been a cool moment. Um, Yeah. But whatever. I was like, it worked. All I'm really asking for is more. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the other issues there, like I've heard some. I don't disagree. The tone is a little all over the place. It is. There are some like whiplash moments of like, whoa, but yeah. like we're with the guardians, we're with Jane. Now we're talking about cancer. Now we're at Gore. Now we're with the kids. And it's it is a lot the happening. First, real the first the first act of this is going breakneck speed. And I was like, Yeah. I, I wish you could have slowed that down, either by A taking the guardians down or like cutting that tone down because that guardians aspect was super high level it was like, really fast yeah, too and yeah. i was like oh this is all great but i kind of want to i want to let this cook a little bit more mm-hmm. like i almost i wanted guardians three first and have thor there the whole time like that was right. my like oh yeah let's do that but we're gonna do kind of almost a sitcom thing we're gonna reset our world fairly mm-hmm. quickly uh and i you know i just like i would have enjoyed more but otherwise i mean i think we're adding new stuff to the mcu we're doing things that i haven't really seen us do with like with jane and with even relationships specifically they're usually very easy i feel yeah, like I we're really watching the hard moments well you and i you and i spoke on our uh on our marvel pair-ups episode how there had not been that many relationships that really exist in the mcu this is sort of the first time that we actually got to see a relationship and sort of the the muck of it all in the relationships or how it got kind of messed up and how they kind of lost each other but then they sort of found each other but before you know tragedy but i was like oh that this is the first time they were actually getting a relationship and you know what that might be why some of this is bucking to other people they're like no we don't, we've never had relationships before let's not have that now no it's a very it's a very unique movie in the mcu in that we're di- we're doing a lot of silliness and a lot of some of the heaviest stuff we've really addressed mm-hmm. like I don't think that we've ever dealt with cancer in the, the MCU before. Of guard, the opening of Guardians. That's yeah. right. Because I I do remember when she's, they flash back to her mom. And I remember mm. being like, I get it. It's cancer. And I don't mean yeah. that in a cruel, bad way. But I mean yeah. in a cinematic way where I was like, mm. this is a very similar shot to Peter's opening. Right. And I don't know that we needed to come back to this. Yeah. Uh, That's the only but, other time that I feel like at that serious on a human level, because most of the stuff is otherworldly or all of that stuff. But like as far as dealing with something that that humane is the yeah. opening of Guardians. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah, of course. That's the whole agency of his character. Mm-hmm. That's Guardians too. I haven't watched those movies in a while. Um I like seeing Eternity. Mm-hmm. A lot of weird cosmic stuff. We've got celestials and that's the celestial just hanging out, just like hanging outside the of the gods' window, like, hey, yeah, see you guys. I'm like, I will there. say, would have enjoyed. I know we mentioned Raw, but a part of it was like, just show me Conchu in there somewhere. Just have him toss him yeah. in, get him yeah. a little drunk. I would have liked that. <laughs> um, but yeah, more stuff. More stuff worked for me than didn't. I think. And when I Correct. first saw Thor Ragnarok, if you go back to 2017 and listen was- to me on that one. I was not a fan of it. It, was, it yeah. took me a minute to come around to that movie for I think the same reason it's taking people to come around to this and that I walked in and went, no, this isn't the Thor I want to watch. Mm-hmm. I want to watch him doing this. I don't want to do buddy cop. Everything's a joke. Everything's a bit now. Right. And now I'm like, okay, I know what I'm about to get into and I'm here for it. Yeah. Great. 
Now, look, is my favorite version of Thor still Infinity War and Endgame Thor? Of course. It's the because those two movies are flawless. It's the perfect marriage <laughs> between being the goof, the goofy Thor and then like the serious, I'm going to break your face Thor. Um, but and that's sort of the perfect blend. Conversely, I think what they're doing is avoiding, ironically, a problem that television shows have. And when you're, you sort of watch a TV show, a, a sitcom, we'll use sitcoms as a better example. Uh, and I'll use The Simpsons very specifically. When that show began, Homer was kind of dumb, but he really cared about his family. Lisa was really smart, but she would come down to their level and be a kid sometimes. Marge was a little naggy, but she was trying to do what was right. Bart was not doing well in school, but he cared about his grades. He'd get the F and cry and he would try his best. And as the show went on, Homer gets dumber and dumber. It becomes more and more reasons to just go run off and have sex. Right. Bart becomes just more and more pranky and pranky and pranky. And they, it, the, the, um, a TV writer I really like on TikTok nailed this, where he's like, well, look, every season, we see the things that you all like. We see the response. And our options are either to double down on it mm -hmm. until, the, like, until these characters do become two-dimensional yeah. or we do a 180 and we lose you. And I was like, I think they're avoiding that very well in these Marvel movies. And but granted, they're losing some people in the 180. Mm -hmm. But if we were still doing Infinity War Thor, would I'd you... be bored. Right. Yeah. I would have walked out like, yeah, no, I think I said on one of our other podcasts, like, who is he going to fight now? He's so powerful. He's so OP. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yeah, bring it down. You give the guy the sword that can kill him and then get into the emotional dirt. Like, let's That's, do that. Get underneath the hood and put it, put an emotional weight to it. And you're like, oh, you're telling me now something different. I, I use a, I, there's a quote that I had to read. I retweeted off a of Twitter and I was like, yeah, that's the perfect analogy of this. Um, Thor Rag this is from Razor Wit at Adam underscore Wit. Uh, Thor Ragnarok was from the director of What We Do in the Shadows where Thor Love and Thunder is from the director of Jojo Rabbit. That's the yeah, perfect. That's, that's the awesome. Perfect I was like, that's the perfect quote because I'm like, that that nails what these two yeah. films are. Um, and I and it's also funny um, that the original I feel like complaint I saw from people our age uh, who are a little bit older than some other people now, as it's happening, <laughs> the biggest complaint I kept hearing was, "Let these directors direct. We mm -hmm. keep getting these amazing people in there." And I don't see them in the movie. I don't, when I watch Ant-Man, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm watching that director's movie. I'm just watching a Marvel movie. And, Which and is, now- Phase four has let directors do their thing. Because Eternals and, is very much Chloe. That's her, that's her film. That's a Chloe Zhao. of Madness is, yeah. It's a Sam Raimi film. He's all in it. Taika. And now I'm almost like, Kev, reel him in a bit. Reel them in a bit. Like, <laughs> my God, man. I mean, I... Let, like, calm them down. Because there are so many cameras on, on, on Raimi. I'm like, Jesus, what is happening? Let's look at I also, every now and then, was like, you know, Ryan Coogler's Spider-Man or Black Panther, Spider-Man Homecoming and Iron Man do all kind of feel similar. And I'm like, these movies feel very different. <laughs> I uh, cannot <laughs> see how these come together at all. <laughs> like, great, cool. You built a brand and then like Mjolnir and the, and the sword, you shattered it in front of me. <laughs> and I am all about that life. Yeah. Hell yeah. Take the things I love and turn it hard left. I'm yeah. there. Because you get, uh, you'll get, oh, we've got 20 plus films of these. Guys, at some point, they need to change up the sauce a little bit and, and they're not going to appeal to everybody. And I think yeah. if you really think about, we, we talked about this before we got on mic, if you really think about the MCU as a whole, 
not all these films appeal to everybody from the jump. Uh, some of this is retroactive as oh, we got for it and getting like, oh, I love this movie now, but uh, Cap 1 was not beloved by most people when that first came out. Thor 1 wasn't, still yes. isn't. Correct. <laughs> uh, the first of, and let's also remember, Thor 1, huge risk. There's that variety article of like, I don't know, Chris Hemsworth yeah. and Tom Hiddleston. These worked, two nobodies? I worked on set for that for like 20 days i was in the shield stuff and and um, in the u.s and they were all nervous because they were like yeah we don't know what the, this this may not work because this that was the one film that felt unlike a superhero like we're dealing with gods or how the hell do we make to translate this and it worked a lot of people weren't hot on the first cap it felt too much like a, and i want to be clear i loved all of them i've been here since day one i don't fucking care i'm gonna be here till i die yeah. i'm in it to win it the, these movies are gonna have to get so bad they're gonna have to, have to go back going. to like, like mid 90s like steel bad before oh, i'm like i'm yeah. off the track I'm i mean done. i'll take i'll take five rise of the silver surfers and two x-men last stands before i'm out like yeah, you gotta it's gonna, it's gonna be a while you really gotta hit me hard <laughs> like i kept right. coming back to the x-men franchise those got rough yeah yeah, like I was and if, and if, for punishment. And if I, I walked out of Dark Phoenix and they were like, we're announcing a new one where they fight Mr. Sinister, I would have been like, you son of a bitch, I'm back. <laughs> like, it yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're just going to keep doing this. And most of the phase one movies, Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk, Cap, Thor, not beloved. No, yeah. I can do the same thing with phase two. Guardians, Winter Soldier, beloved by all. The rest, Iron Man 3, Ultron. still controversial. Ultron, Dark World. Ant-Man, I feel like most people like it, or yeah, they're just kind of whatever about yeah. it. Phase 3, remember when Doctor Strange came out and most people were like, we're just doing Iron Man it's again? Iron Man again, yeah. Civil War even, people were like, eh, it's getting a little, what, I gotta watch 20 movies now to go see this Captain America film? Yeah. <clears throat> and then Spider-Man Homecoming, beloved. Guardians mm -hmm. 2 beloved, Ragnarok beloved. That's the thing. Then we had a streak. We did have homecoming, a homecoming. Yeah. Up to Infinity War and Black the Panther. I think that's what tricked a lot of audiences to me. Like, we all are coming together in Kumbaya. We love everything. And then now they're kind of getting hit, like, oh, we might not love everything. And we're just back in phase one. Yeah. The MCU was a giant experiment. That's... People forget Iron Man 1 was half improvised with a studio that didn't exist and a lead actor. They, they couldn't ensure and the yeah. director of the the guy directing was from swingers yeah. like that's, what that's what we had and and now this thing has gotten so big but now we're so used to always seeing what's coming next they're like they would tell us like oh we're doing the infinity war song like cool what's happening what's the, and this is the first time in a while where we don't know what's happening now. Well, and to be fair and, iron man one did step out right away and go avengers initiative yeah and we haven't and really I like, not. I'm enjoying phase four, but there has not been outside connective. of Julie Louise Dreyfus, who hasn't yeah. really done too much, and the multiverse, which also hasn't done too much. No one stepped out from the shadows yet and been like, it's time. Mm -hmm. and I almost think that's going to be how phase four ends that we're going to get secret invasion or something else. And Nick Fury is going to get back and go, hold on. Yeah. Whoa. Like, so it's someone. And we're going to look back on this phase once we're in phase five or phase six or phase 10. And then be like, go, oh. What a cool year yeah. where we just dealt with grief. Yeah. Like once you're able to binge these, which you'll be able to do in 45 days, and then you get to Kang, you'll be like, <laughs> oh man, I really had to like, it sucks to watch your heroes be down. It does. It does. And that's what they've been giving us. WandaVision, super depressing. Falcon mm -hmm. of the Winter Shoulder, The Weight of a Legacy. Mm -hmm. Loki, learning how to get over your trauma and love yourself. 
What If was just the fucking just drama so after drama, drama after drama. <laughs> yeah. Hawkeye was passing the torch. Then Shang-Chi was about family drama. Black Widow was about family drama. Everything else we've gotten is just dealing with the aftermath of this. Everyone's dead. No mm-hmm. one has any direction. Everyone's tired. The world is still healing. No Way Home was dealing like dealing with yeah. a lot in the MCU It's, right it's a now. lot of pain and grief that I think... I don't know if I won't say people are are tired of, but it's kind of it's very a different it's a jarring thing from all the the. But it's hard to watch in general. There's a reason is. that people don't put on Oscar dramas to marathon them every week. Like there's some stuff this, that's just rough to do. Let me binge this Wandavision and just cry my eyes out. And you think I'm gonna pour a <laughs> glass of wine and go watch Blue Velvet when we're done with this podcast? <laughs> that's not my idea of a fun night. Like yeah, no. Um, and I haven't rewatched any of the shows, but I don't really, re- I won't rewatch TV anyways. I, I said that's my thing. Boys. I won't rewatch television. That's whenever someone was like, doesn't that make it bad? I'm like, I literally only rewatch The Simpsons. I like Scrubs and is probably and the Scrubs. only thing that I actually rewatch. Yeah. Some episodes of Grey's and those have to be specific, but like, and I, that's TV really to do not... dishes and right. like laugh. It's all in the sad. background while, well, yeah. Like... <laughs> So I don't know. I'm liking it. We're letting the directors run wild. I feel like every movie has added something new thematically, if not new narratively. And I don't really need new narratively right now. Uh, I'm sure, you know, by the eighth or tenth movie where we don't do something, I will be like, I'm getting a little hungry for the Avengers. Like, where is like, it? I, like, these guys aren't together anymore. What's happening? Right and now, it sounds, I'm okay. I mean, it sounds like, granted, I think the, the big unknown for everybody is Black Panther coming down. We just don't know what that film is because of life. And so yeah. we're just a little bit unknown. But it That's sounds like- be another movie where we're all dealing with personal grief. <laughs> right. That's going to be a very difficult movie for me to watch. Um, but like the cap has already been sort of said that like their directors, like we're going to have multiple actors in this. So I think we're starting to get to this point where like, all right, now we're going to start teaming. Well, we know Miss Mark the Marvels have all of them, all the Yeah, we just like- yeah. Gotta gotta let these things gotta let this thing breathe a little right. bit. You know, you gotta let this thing breathe. And frankly, if you get off the train, if you don't want to be on the train anymore, uh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But let's see. Those are my phase four and grief. Directors running wild. How we feel about the MCU right now. I think that summed up all of those. Uh, let's talk about the box office because um, the movies yeah. are back. If you're popular, <laughs> if you're black, fall for the Elvis movie. Tough luck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. $2 million for an original horror movie with a 90% on Rotten Tomato score. I would call that absolutely terrible, but they are <laughs> back if you're Thor. If you're Thor, yes. Uh, $142 million domestic, $302 million worldwide. I mean, that's a and big, you know, it's a big number. Uh, and I just want to remind people that it, it doesn't really make sense to conflate opening weekends with how you feel or the quality or the audience response because they sold you a movie and then everyone bought the product. Correct. So Correct. next weekend, we'll see we'll if see there's what a the return. Whole, what the whole but job, um, yeah. the marketing t- did their job. The branding Correct. did its job. And either you loved it and don't mind, or they tricked you and they got your right. money. Welcome to marketing and advertising. That's how it We're in a capitalist system and you're going to deal with this until something better comes. Correct. Uh, it's interesting. This is one of those weird movies that has like, a Rotten Tomato store of critics of 68, but the fans are at like 81. It's got a B plus. So it's living in that. Yeah. Sort and then of, when you go on Twitter, you just, all you, you see is hear problems. Negative. Right. So it's, it's living in this weird, you're either going to really enjoy or you're not going to follow. 
And a lot of the critical response is like, yeah, we're just kind of doing Ragnarok again. And I'm like, what an interesting complaint to have. That's a wild about thing a to movie say, like, that we called that very you, original. That you like, all loved, right? Like, we're, like doing, let's just... we're doing that exact same thing again. It's like, well, is that bad? Because you love that. And, you know, I don't think there's too much to really analyze. Like, I don't think these box office scores tell us a very interesting story, as sometimes a box office does. I think holistically, we can look at an interesting story of going, Lightyear didn't do well, Minions did well, but that's a very weird story in and of itself. So, like, the family movies aren't doing great. The non-IP movies aren't doing great. But that's a bigger industry thing. Yeah. But when you just look at these numbers, Thor 1, 65 million opening, Thor 2, 85 million opening, Thor 3, 122 million opening. He's going which, that like, way. Yeah, he's going, like, he's going up. Yeah, he's this going was, up. Thor 1 was what, the fourth MCU movie? Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Cap Thor? Yeah. Fifth? Actually, it might have been the fifth because I think Iron Man 2 Iron was Man. in there. Yeah, I think two Iron Man Cap was before. right before Avengers. I can yeah. do it backwards. Avengers, Cap, Thor, because Iron Man 2 has the like New Mexico quote. That's right. Iron Man 2, Hulk, yeah. Iron Man. So <laughs> Iron Man 2 was before. Yeah. Um, it's 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 clearly trending up. I think it's a movie that audience were cramming for because it's one of the the, the OG. Like well, uh, we it's wanted the OG. to see what he's up to. He right, kills it in Infinity War and Endgame. Right. It's the OG Avenger. We don't have Cap. We don't have Tony right now, so he's he's sort of that last beacon of like, oh yeah, that's that's the good time. Let's go see what he's doing. And so yeah. there's an audience that reflects him. He's one of the few. No, it's not true. They all kind of did, but like he's definitely uh, both a male and female grabbing character. Um, so I think that is why these numbers are as as high as they are. Uh, and I I don't know what comes out. I the week to week theater theatrical releases no, the next word, big word, I mean. thing is nope in like two weeks next week Got next it. week next week the fifth yeah yeah so that is next week uh very different audiences so we'll see how that how that goes uh but this this is something that could have legs because it's a fact it's family people families enjoy this so this is yeah. a weird one where i don't to be plus um but even jurassic world didn't do well, I mean, critics, but the, no. the money was still there like yeah still that's never money. that has historically never correlated Right. Uh, those tell us different things. Box offices and scores tell us different things. Yeah. Um, but even the even the Rotten Tomatoes is very interesting for Thor four because like for uh, critical and audience, that's how I'm going to do this. Thor one is seventy seven and seventy six, which is actually kind of high. So I'm kind of surprised. Pretty, yeah. Because a lot of people have that low on their list. Yeah. I like it, but that's. I like it. It's very. You can tell that that's very back lot. You know basic. what. 70 is a perfectly fine number for it. I don't know. That's just solid it's number. It's where it should be. Yeah. Thor 2, 66 critically and 75. I'm like, the 66 seems right. I feel like a lot of that 75 comes back in retrospect. That film has gotten, has yeah. done a couple of movies where they're like, hey, remember Thor Rock Road with good eyes? And they're like, oh yeah, I do. I think that's kind of what's happened to that film. Uh, Ragnarok, 93 critic and 87 audience. I mean. Jesus. That thing came out of left field and we had never done anything like it in the MCU. That yeah. was nuts. And now you're right, 68 critically and 81 audience, which just is weird. I mean, like, what does that what does that tell you? That the like that the critics are doing their job, which is to go, hey Taika, you're kind of pulling some of the Great kind of states. pulling out some of the same plays from the playbook, which right. to be fair was my complaint. I don't want to do another five-minute play. 
I do right. a third play and a third Taiguatiti Thor movie, I am going to be like, all right. Okay, buddies, guys, flag on the play. Stop this. I know you're better than this because you yeah. keep making excellent television. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, all right, fine. But 81, I mean, that's what's really funny about that is I think it actually puts it at like the lower end of, uh, I guess it kind of squeezes it right. It's like it's a 19th with Ant Man the Wasp audience wise. Tied at okay. 81, which hey, higher than Black Panther, which is preposterous to me. Yeah, I then yeah, there's a, a probably a lot. But of the things. lowest one, and I'm not going to include Captain Marvel because that shouldn't be included in the lowest That's audience a, for the MCU. Review bombing type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, the is the Incredible Hulk at 70. So it's like they're still batting in the in the zoom out MCU Correct. fans. Yeah. Zoom out. This is still better than most mm -hmm. of what i've seen this year movie wise yeah yeah and if you we live in this real world where you think something is either amazing or trash and, I, and if you think this is if thor dark world i'm not thor dark world if you think thor love and thunder is one of the worst films you've seen this year you have not seen enough films just quite i actually it. have the bigger problem where usually i walk out of a movie and i'm like yeah it's fine let me i guess yeah. don't think about it which I sat that down. did not happen for me here but yeah that i think that is far worse than having uh, either a, a high love or a high like ah, I really didn't like this when you come out indifferent towards a movie you you failed because I have no emotions towards you whatsoever and I've just watched two yeah. hours of your product and then uh I mean what an interesting time we got we just did so much Marvel from WandaVision to now it feels like we've and, run a marathon to squeeze in as much as we could because this stuff was supposed to be spaced out we were supposed to have yeah Supposed to be some of these in the pandemic, and they're yeah. like, and it feels like I think and this is why they're probably going back to Hall H. I feel like they had we had the next two years already scheduled, and like we got to speed this up and get these out because we're coming. Like we we know what we're doing next, and we need to move these things along. We know that there's we know that Blade is going to be going in front of a camera shortly. We know that uh, Marvels is Miss Marvel. They're halfway through their their shooting already. Uh, Sam Wilson's cap is going to be shooting pretty soon, and then we're going to get into that. There are a couple of dark horses that we know. We know Fantastic Four is coming because that's the other thing. Is I'm like, wow, I for the we really like we, I can't we can't the crystal ball is very foggy right now. It is like we know that's coming. We don't know. We know there's Deadpool in development. We don't know where the hell that fits or how the hell that fits. Uh, and then eventually we got to see the mutants. So it's going to be interesting to see what is down the pipe. But we do know that we're still getting She-Hulk. Like we know some of the things that are coming right away. Um, and I think these little small drops that we've been getting have not satiated the MCU fandom enough to kind of like, we need that big thing or one of the known properties. I think that's the biggest thing. With Iron yeah. Man and Cap out, those were the known properties. We need that yeah. next known property to sort of come in and take take shape. Yeah. It is interesting. The original Phase for timeline, Black Widow is May 1st. 2020. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <How> funny. <laughs> and Thor was November 5th, 2021. So that's yeah. like what May May of 2020 would have been 12 full months of 2021. Six more. So 18 months. And then we did it all from January 15th, 2021 to this weekend. So yeah. that's and that's every show. That's a year and three months yeah so what we were supposed to do in 18 months we did in 15 yep that's 
that's nuts. That if insane. I'm doing that math right, it's very it's hot in my room, so I might not be mathing <laughs> correctly. But it, whatever, it, what if you're you're on the you're in the ballpark? It's just a lot of content for the MCU in a very short amount of time, which um, is nuts. Because now it is like Wakanda Forever, She Hulk, and then I'm like, okay, what's next? Now what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's what is next? Uh, are, we, are we back to three movies a year and one show? Are we? Yeah, like I think the only thing that is just a super finite is Miss Mar the, the Marvels. Outside of that, it kind of is like I don't, I literally know. Yeah, idea. we like we. I think you're right. I think mean, we know Blade is coming. Blade is coming. So there's we know and, and we Quantumanium. Know. We know Quantumanium. We do know is Quantumanium. Coming. Yeah, that's true. We do know that's coming with Kang, and we do know that Sam just found a like the Captain America just found a director. Uh, so they'll be shooting that. But when that when that stuff falls, the only one that really has a timeline is. The Marvels. Blade doesn't even have a a, a date. It's just yeah. Coming. It's just it's yeah. Coming. <laughs> come and then we have all the TV stuff that we sort of know about. Yeah. Like Loki season two just went in front of camera, so they they just started filming that. Uh, but it's a lot of unknowns. Yeah, and a lot of experiments. This I Am Groot show is a big experiment. It is. These holiday specials, I think, are big experiments. Yeah. Guardians 3, we know. Secret Invasion, oh, yeah, that's we know. True. They just finished filming that, yeah. Echo, we know. So there is a lot that we know, but we don't know anything else. We just know. Yeah, like, we just, yeah. Deadpool 3, you know, yeah. around. Mm -hmm. Cap 4, got the director you mentioned. Yeah. FF. I think a lot of four, I guess. I think a lot of audiences need to hear that that X Men. That'll change a lot of people's. Oh yeah, people are gonna be like, oh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all I got. I'm still on the train. I don't. I'm having a great time. I'm having <laughs> so much. I'm having a blast. Yeah, like, like, there, and and this and it's sort of like with Star Wars. If there's something that I don't like, I'm not gonna kind of. I'm not gonna. Scream from the rooftops, but I'm like, cool. I'm just gonna like, oh, that was cool, but I stopped. All right, like, on to the like, next. We're not like getting this so like Moon Knight, we're yeah. coming so much. I was like, Moon Knight, I really didn't jive with you, but I'm like, all right, cool, that was fine. What's next? And then they gave me Miss Marvel. I'm like, sweet, that's what I that's my sweet spot. I'll take it. Yeah, there is there is definitely a time where if a movie didn't work, I was like, oh man, that really didn't work, and I might never get Spider Man movies again. Right. And I'm like, now I know oh, that one didn't work, and there's no way that we'll never that that'll be we'll, we'll be back. Yeah, see you guys in a week with something different. Yeah, cool. Tell me, yeah, try again. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I've got the old ones too, so we're, you know, we live in. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> uh, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Give us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Hollywood ADI uh, and listen to our other show, Marvel Pair Up, about all the Marvel Plus shows and more conversations like this, but also with film history involved. Uh, and Terrence does the Hollywood ID Did It YouTube channel with all of the other TV reviews, trailer to reactions, and movie reviews. And uh, I'm at, as always, Blake, and he's at Terrence Tatum, and we will see y'all next time.